Just say the boys. What's up, man? <laughs> what up? Oh, wait, dang it, we did that again. One, two, three. Okay. Hey, everybody. If you wonder why we do that, it's because we've got to sync our audio and our video. Also, turns out our video is ratchet if you watched our last Sorry, guys. podcast. Will's fault. Yes, but also Cass's fault because she didn't tell me this. Yeah, she Cass, also boom, didn't this. I had to look it up. But <laughs> this Nikon here. Okay, so would you? we'll just give you a little background here. True. This is Cass's Nikon. We'll, we'll, wait, wait, wait. We'll just behind give you an ins- yeah behind the scenes a video of behind the scenes while we do it. Oh my gosh! And then we post this on Instagram. Wait, that's a photo. Okay, there's Alan. <laughs> Obviously, you see that. There's that camera, which is on Alan, which is not very good. Sorry, guys. So we're just gonna switch off every. It's other not week. because of it's what it's terrible. looking at, but it's because of the camera itself. <laughs> it's there's a, a, a camera. 50, 50. <laughs> there's a camera we're using that's Cass's, and that one's like her first camera ever. And it looks really good, but they only take 20-minute videos because they're not made for videos. So, anyway, that's what happened last time. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you have no idea what's going on. That's fine. Check out our YouTube. Check out our Instagram. You know, we're doing no, that cross-marketing cross Stay loyal. because we're going to, you know, monetize our cross-market Will's been clients. listening to a lot of podcasts, so he thinks he's I all made smart all those into business. Um, <laughs> So yeah, this is on YouTube, but also on Spotify, essentially. Hey, how about this? Since we're going no, behind the I scenes, I had one. I had one. Okay, go. Tell them one fact that people don't know about you normally. Like, maybe you know your friends know, but not all of our listeners know about you. What's one thing that you want people to know about you, just to give a fuller picture of who you are? <laughs> okay, uh, if you're on YouTube, this is gonna be way better for you. But I have a ET finger. I'll show the camera. Oh, that is true, Stubby. <laughs> it's not it like doesn't catch like the like the bottom of your hand both of the cameras it just looks like like this that's my pointer finger it looks like a toe it also looks like et both of my fingers are like that uh i don't know i was just born that way people ask me if they got cut off or something just born not, with, as far as you know with, don't know born with two toes on my the rest of them are fine they're normal just my pinky Which fingers. is actually the opposite of my son because my son has fingers for toes and he usually grabs things with his feet. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He'll like just, just be sitting there grabbing things and he's two and a half. We he didn't teach him that. that to himself when he gets into high school, middle school. Or it's embarrassing. he has the best talent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that counts as a fact, but there's mine. What's yours? I was also going to mention my fingers. Just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I wasn't. We were meant to be. Um, Probably one fact is I'm related to Abraham Lincoln. And, and it's, you can ask my grandma. Shout out, Grandma K. I'm related to Robert E. Lee. The South, in the Civil War, the South, the South. Did they live general. at the same time? Do you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were probably enemies because generally E. Lee was a racist. I don't actually know that. My uncle told me that one time. I don't think it's true. <laughs> That's why I gave you that look. I, I did say that one time when I was in a church in. Um, Missouri, and someone was related to um, John Wilkes Booth. Like she was like, that was my great great uncle, and I was like, that was Abraham Lincoln was my great great uncle or whatever, great 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 great, however many. And someone went, ooh, shots fired, <laughs> and that was the best timed because you know that joke, like ooh, yeah, shots yeah. fired. That was the only time I laughed at that joke, <laughs> and I was like, because that's brilliant. It's that's good. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Anyway, okay. 
one thing you've learned in seminary over the last few weeks? That the book of Luke is amazing. It's hmm. good. It's good. Yeah. No. Well, okay. So I'm doing this thing called the portrait of Jesus. And I have to, with my words, I have to paint this picture of who Jesus is. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm the Picasso of, of theology. Of theology. <laughs> if you can tell from our last podcast on Calvinism. <laughs> Where I was just like this. <laughs> um, Alan was in, he wasn't in the, he wasn't in a bad mood. I was, was just, just like this. really tired and they could probably <laughs> tell that on camera. Cause it was the high def the camera. camera too. <laughs> yeah, I should have been on this camera last week anyway. Um, but Luke, okay, here's, here's essentially my paper. I'll do it with bullet points. Mark is very broad, like strokes. <laughs> yep. Like it's very like boom, boom. And it's very balanced though too. Right. So it will like really focus on his humanity and really focus on his divinity, broad strokes. Matthew is like an in-between. Matthew has a lot Super of detail. Jewish, right? To the most Jewish of the synoptics, what they say. Yet he has probably the most Gentile verse with the Great Commission, which is mm -hmm. interesting. Um, but he's kind of like a good in-between. And then Luke is very, very, very precise. Mm -hmm. And um, some people even believe that like he was gathering all of these eyewitnesses um, and that's what made it into this eyewitness account. Some people believe that he maybe even interviewed Mary um, going like to when Jesus was born, when it says like she pondered things in her heart. That, I, th I think they, which I've been wrestling through the chosen in general. Yeah. See, I, where I'm I actually saw it, that. But I think that there's a scene in there where he interviews. I think it's Luke. Maybe it's a different one. Another thing that's Mary. interesting, and this will be my last point is it's all written to the Theophilus, um, both acts and double meaning, right? Yes, it does. But I won't get into that right now. That's but, a whole other paper. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, I'm actually am putting that in my next paper. Um, but what's interesting is because it says most excellent Theophilus. And so what some people believe is that he was like a high Roman governor, like governing official, which means that he was most likely wealthy. And so then you get the rich young ruler in that. And then you get Zacchaeus. And they're both like meant to almost be counterparts to each other of like where one doesn't accept the gospel mm. and then one, you actually see the proper response. response. Mm. And some people believe, well, I guess maybe what I'm drawing my conclusions of is since he's so concerned with money here, it seems like he's writing to Theophilus in a way that like could be like, here's, here's how to properly respond to mm. the gospel as if like he's trying to convince Theophilus maybe. I don't know. Like, like, there, there's a lot of the theories around who yeah. he is, but so that's something that I'm learning. Pretty, pretty cool of like looking at those gospels and how they portray Jesus, which is the whole assignment. So shout that's out, good, shout out William, William Tennant. Tennant. Okay. That's good. All right. So last week we, we talked about Calvinism. We, I titled it just thoughts on Calvinism because we're, we're not like talking about, Oh, this is why it's right versus Arminianism or this is like, all the arguments for it and all the counter argument. We, we were, that wasn't necessarily our goal was to get super deep into why. I mean, I guess we would, you can speak for yourself, but I would kind of, Oh, I talked about last week how I don't really like how it falls under the name of a man. Yeah. And I felt like it, it violates the first Corinthians it's two chapter two or three, I think, or has potential to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could or uh, not align like yourself a, with a man and his more, more than Christ him over Jesus, and so I don't really like to be like I'm a Calvinist, but 
I, I would certainly say that God is sovereign over all things, including salvation. And that's actually so. something, and we'll get into this maybe a little bit more. Who knows? Maybe we're dri- diving in right now. Episode number three coming later. <laughs> yeah, um, here we go. Um, but what I was going to say is what's interesting, what I've learned in leadership, here we go, we're mm-hmm. just going, Okay, is that um, that usually when you don't use words like Calvinism, when you, Doesn't you bother people. No. When you just talk about God's sovereignty, everyone's in agreement. It's like, yeah, Reckless God's in love. control. Got to be the most Calvinist song in the world. Explain. <laughs> oh, the overwhelming, never-ending reckless of God. Chases me down. Fights till I'm found. Fights till I'm found. It's like the ABCs. You have to start with A. Leaves in 99. <laughs> yeah. But then the bridge, especially, there's no shadow. You know Mountain, you won't climb up. Coming after me, it's like no, I don't know what you're talking about. I know the there's drum no part. wall, you won't. Keep, but a very personal coming after you and saving you. Yes, which is different than you've been given the opportunity to be saved. To be saved, and it's your responsibility to decide whether you want to or not. And and so I agree with you that oftentimes it's like. There's something, and this, I hope this isn't a straw man or like a misrepresentation, but something people will say is you praying for your, your friend to come to know Jesus would be a violation. You're asking God to violate his free will and to save him Mm. or her, obviously, but you are asking God to override what they think, what they want and to show them himself. And so I don't, I hope that's not a misrepresentation. I'm not trying. We're as hopefully you've been able to tell, we try to be very, open That's not true. and unified you're, in this whole thing. You're so biased. Um, and so, because it's, a, we've stated it's a secondary issue, but all that. For sure. What were you saying before I interrupted you with that part? Oh, you said if you don't use the language, if you don't <laughs> you use know the language. Me, I have, okay, one other fact people need to know about me. That's, this is true. Is that I have terrible recall, especially in conversation. So when you say, Hey, what were we talking about before what we were just talking about? I'll go, hey, God man. only knows. Yeah. <laughs> spirit of God. You know what? Me. If the spirit doesn't reveal it to us right now, we're never going to move on. We're moving on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, usually I agree. Usually it's not an issue. If you say God is sovereign, mm, people, mm. Are, people are like, I okay, remember what we were talking about. Cool. Now. Thanks for If you say God's in control, <laughs> if you say God's in control, people, are like, yeah, for sure. Yep. But then you use terminology like Calvinism. It's it's kind of game over for a lot of times for that conversation or right. just fired up and um and so yeah I guess that's one tip honestly of is that my phone no it's mine oh. sorry all my stuff is it connected it's um. fine. no it's just a text um, <laughs> just a text what's a text well I think maybe just to clarify so last episode what we left off on was so I guess last episode we talked a lot about what does it look like interpersonally to deal with people you disagree with. What are ways people go wrong? Kind of jerky ways to do it. There's our thoughts on Calvinism. Thoughts on Calvinism. Interpersonally. Uh Where maybe this episode we wanted to talk about, what does it look like leading those people? Like, because there's going to be people, whether it's in reach or whether in a congregation, who have differing viewpoints Mm -hmm. of a secondary tertiary issue um, that we need to help lead through. And so first one was talking about, what was my tip just now? Let's see. Recall. Uh, it was trigger words, trigger words. Yeah. I don't, guess that's not really don't a tip. Use trigger words. I think that's a great tip. Oh, great tip. That's do something that, I, do that everybody. I wish I knew earlier. <laughs> just if, if you're trying to make a point about something and you know, a word is gonna 
bring people's guardrails up. Just, you don't have to use it. Even something I've been doing up on the campus is you're a sinner is, is very non translatable to college students today because they immediately think, Oh, you're like a fundamentalist Republican. Usually they sound like that too. Yeah, exactly. That's great impression. Um, (laughs) But instead I've been saying something to the effect of you're morally corrupt. Or you're morally falling. Same, same meaning. So same, we're not trying yeah. to change the gospel. No, no, no. We're just taking it's that. It's just and a bit more. How do we? How do we communicate for, that yeah. better? And that doesn't mean not to ever use the terms because I think sometimes we can go too far with that, and yeah. then we don't provide any sort of like systematic structure for, sure. for people to think through. Well, Calvinism can rightly identify something really easily and really quickly. If you say, "Oh, that's that's Calvinism," if the other person knows what that is, then. Yeah. You just saved yourself 20 minutes explaining. So there's obviously a place for it. And it also helps for people further study, yeah. which is a good thing. Because if you don't really know what you're looking into, but there's something, it's just a lot harder. So, so this, there, there's value in it, but it has to be yeah. met with kind of that, I guess, just that balanced approach. Yep. So this po- this podcast could probably be way more broad than just Calvinism into how do you lead through, like we were just talking about women's roles in the church mm-hmm. or tongues prophecy and spiritual gifts stuff like that which you just did a little bit ago when you were singing reckless love you were doing tongues i don't know if you knew it but. yeah um <laughs> we should talk about that at some sometime point. Um, probably in like eight or nine years part three yeah um so 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 yeah it's or what if we broader. just this whole season is just part one part two which part three all these trigger words that'll get a bunch of views is that what we're after? We're after views. Is that our, is that monetizing our mission channel marketing, man? Um, no, it is. You just not. revealed it your heart, not. man. Um, you just revealed your heart. <laughs> it is not our goal to make a bunch of money, and we don't make any money. So, so far, <laughs> we're doing pretty good at that goal. Yeah. Um, so, I think okay. that's not necessarily a goal. How about? But I what, think that's one good thing. What What tip would you say about leading people through disagreement? Is there anything that you've learned over over the years? Oh, <laughs> he, this guy swallows so loud. loud. Well, the drinks, first one that comes to mind, water right behind me too. And I'm like, why I are you drinking, drinking water behind you? Staring <laughs> in the back of your head. Um, well, the first one that comes to mind is one I briefly mentioned. Actually, it was pretty long last time, but theological triage, teaching people how to, where to place certain doctrines. Yeah. Correctly. Yeah. That's big. What's next? Just do a I think that you shotgun. almost have to no, uh, I, machine I, gun <laughs> or okay. What's it called? Just, just machine gun Kelly. Back, when you switch back and forth really quick, um, popcorn, <laughs> machine gun, shotgun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know what you're popcorn. thinking of there. Popcorn's popcorn. good. I think that okay. I was gonna tell a story. Tell tell me a story. <laughs> In sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> In those middle school years where I was just a good looking guy, um, I was like I was 45 pounds. Um, anyway, that has and nothing. you drove a Mustang, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. When I would see you drive around that Mustang, I was like in sixth grade and Alan's like in sophomores. I never had a Mustang. I thought you were joking. Mustang. No, I never had a Mustang. You didn't have a light blue Mustang? No, definitely not. I always thought you had a light blue I had blue like Mustang. a 1992 really old Toyota truck. Maybe you just looked so good in that truck. I thought <laughs> maybe, it was a Mustang. Maybe you just really had high <laughs> thoughts of me. Okay. Sorry. sorry. Anyway, I was what they called a peer counselor. And I think it was mostly because the school didn't have enough money to deal with 
the students problems. And so they're like, Hey, what if we just get other students to help out? And they made me do one. And so they like taught us how to counsel people, which is probably honestly where a lot of like my mediation skills have come from because they trained me how to do that. But what they did is they like walked us through how to like help people in conflict. And I think that the church needs to help people do that because in our world right now, the only way we see handling conflict is by arguing, whether it's like on Facebook or in person, whatever it is, um, where I think that there's an art to hearing people's points of view and not getting defensive. Yeah. And, and I think that that needs to be learned. I think that's a skill that we just don't have. And I think it's really important to be like, how do we just disagree? Mm-hmm. And how do we also just, how do I hear your thoughts without me interrupting or mm-hmm. like hanging on to like certain words where it's like, ah, I got you here, you know, but it's like actually trying to hear people's hearts um, and not what their thoughts per- are. Not take it personal too. Yeah. And I think that that's a big thing is oftentimes, especially around Calvinism, it becomes our identity. Yep. Like we, I think we talked a little bit about that. And so then whenever it's like, you know, people say, Calvinism's wrong. Well, in some ways, then it's a shot at our identity. And I think we have to remember that our identity is in Christ. And so they're two yeah, separate yeah. things. I just you know read what I'm something similar to that effect this morning on hell. It was about C.S. Lewis's view on hell. H-E-L-L double hockey sticks. H-E-L-L double hockey sticks. Michael Scott. <laughs> um, but he said something to the effect of when, when a topic or when an issue is, hits very close to home, we have a really hard time not being emotional about it. And mm-hmm. so the topic of hell, right. We, we likely all know people we have to, I'm, all of us know people who have died, not knowing Jesus, who, if we take a biblical view on hell, we would have to say, there's my alarm. One second, please. This episode is brought to you by first Baptist Durango, check out our website because they bought everything that but they we're do using not sponsor currently. us. Actually, but they don't sponsor you, you know us. What? We nope, should, nope, nope. Never mind. This not, was a they bad don't idea. want us to talk about Calvinism, <laughs> yeah. probably. No, they, they don't mind. But uh, okay, no, move, on, move on, move on. Okay, um, oh, that was smooth transition. Yeah. That was good. I had to restart the camera, so what happened last time doesn't happen again. Nice. So if there's a small glitch in the video, that be why. And we'll just put anyway, first Baptist logo up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sponsored by Jimmy Toma. <laughs> um, Anyway, his point was when something hits close to home, it's hard to talk about it and not get emotional. So obviously that's all political stuff going on right now is all of these things are super personal to us and things we hold really dearly. Yep. For one side, it's a a potential lost or, or loss of a human, a perceived human right. For another side, it's a potential loss of everything that's ever been good about where we live. Right. And that could apply to many things, but when it's, when it's feels personal or when it, when it, when there's impacts in real life, it's hard not to get emotional. And so obviously a topic like hell or Calvinism that that one's, it's hard to stay impartial and go, yeah, you're telling me that my, like, so my grandpa died not knowing the Lord to, to my knowledge and so you're telling me that God chose not to love him before time began. Like that, that can, right. It can be really For personal sure. and hard to, to work through when those things are really personal. And so 
Well, and I was going to say too, I think one, it's important to teach people how to separate their identity yeah, from these things. Definitely. And that doesn't mean you can't take comfort in them. Because mm-hmm. when my cousin died, I remember thinking God's in control. Right. And that was a huge comfort for me. Praise God. So, and that's, that's in a lot of ways, a really cool thing. Yep. But I think one, teaching people how to separate their identity between doctrine and Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, while making sure you as the leader as well know how to do that. Mm-hmm. I think that those are two tips. Like, I think that that's two separate things, teaching people how to do that, how to love each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and making sure your heart is actually, as you go into that. Consistent with it. Mm-hmm. To piggyback off that, I, I think education in general. If you don't know, or or if your people, the people you're teaching, leading, don't know about these things. I know for me, I avoided certain things for a long time because they were they were made out to be the thing you couldn't talk about. Like what? Were one, one, maybe one example just so. Well, Calvinism was yeah, one. Okay. Um, but also... There is a famous preacher who who makes egalitarianism out to be the egalitarianism. Sorry, good call. Is the view that women can be pastors? Yeah, okay. Um, and hold authority in the church. Usually, you get mad at me because I'm usually just a second ahead. No, of it's asking. good. It's good. Because are you like I was going to get there? I was going to get there. <laughs> that is true. I usually am, but that time I wasn't. I was going to move on. Move on. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but he he. This individual, and I think maybe it's not his intention, but it's certainly something he does, is he scares you into even considering a view because, oh, then you just go straight liberal and you don't even know Jesus anymore and you don't hold the Bible high with any authority. And so for me, as somebody who very much believes in the authority of the Bible, I'm like, I'm not even going to listen or dive into that point of view whatsoever. You're stupid if you go there. Or and even, essentially any, even study it because yeah. then for even you just looking into it is you questioning the authority. And so that kind of like fear mongering tactic, I think is really a disservice because then people defend these secondary issues like their primary issues and they can't hear anybody else and they can't talk through mm-hmm. issues with anybody else because the second anybody else brings up a different perspective, they're gone. And, and we like, believe no. then that the truth can't stand by itself. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for and sure. That, was a, that was something that Jimmy said this week that mm-hmm. I thought was really good. Um, but yeah, like then we, we don't trust. We, yeah. we think we need to defend the Bible and hide certain things and manipulate certain things. Yeah. But it's like, if it's the truth of the word, the spirit, stand. the spirit is in you, then yeah, it's going to be able to stand by yeah. itself. And so I think education is a big one. Like just even what is Calvinism? What is Arminianism? Even if it's basic, you don't have to be ultra knowledgeable about it or something. But then when somebody hears that down the, down the line, they're not just blown away. Like, Oh my gosh, I, what in the world is this? They've, they've, they're familiar with it. They, they understand hopefully that it's, it's not a primary division thing. Cause that's another thing. If you don't educate somebody on something like that, and I know there's a lot of people, especially our age, but I guess I'm thinking more specifically, specifically my age, if they hear, they hear somebody, like it's common to go, oh, that person's a Calvinist. And it's talked about like, that's a false teacher. Oh my yeah. gosh, you better run from them. And it's just a lack of understanding what it actually is, like the history of it. The And so, so anyway, I think education is another important way to, to lead people through it. Yeah. And I was going to say too, usually you can tell at least for me as a leader, I can tell 
where people's hearts are when they bring up the topic. Like if there's like this, a lot of passion, but the passion kind of like expresses itself in a way of, I don't know, just like being mean or rude or whatever. Yep. It's usually a place where it's like, I don't know if you know the other side. Mm-hmm. It's usually a red flag for me yep. um, in a way of like, hey, do you think that it's worth representing that side, these brothers and sisters, if, we, if, if it is a secondary tertiary issue? Well, because I think mm-hmm. we, have, we, we have that responsibility. Yeah, I'll get that you know? burden for sure. Yep. Well, <laughs> I had something. I was going to say it was profound. Probably it was probably around probably about fishing. Fishers of men. There we go. Um, anyway, you got any others? That's my education. Other tips for leaders to lead through tough issues. Doesn't even just have to be this one. Don't be scared to have conversations. I think is one of the things we're talking about. Oh, that's what I was gonna say is why do you believe what you believe at a personal level? I think that's important because you should be able to approach the word and brothers and sisters willing to be changed. I was just telling somebody about this at lunch, but I think oftentimes I'll approach scriptures, like certain scriptures, and twist them to fit my pre-understanding and my system of thinking rather than let it change me and be cut by it and changed by it. Um, we talked a little bit about that last episode did. too. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so we're just be willing to be changed. We're just saying the same thing. Two trick ponies, secondary <laughs> thoughts on Calvinism. Um, yeah. Anything else there? Leadership wise. Yeah. I mean, we could wrap it up too. I think that if you're a leader, people will see how you love people who disagree with you. And I think it's really important that you set the tone of how you love people that are on different sides of the aisle. I think that's a political but term, but honestly, even politically on it. Yeah. Cause I'm sure. thinking, I'm thinking of people obviously in ministry leadership, but even in their family, how they lead their family through things like this. Your dad's amazing at that. He is very good at that. Shout um, out Jerron. Shout out. He's never listened a day in his life to this, but shout out one Jerron. day, one day we'll get him. Um, but even at a political level, like we can talk all this, talk a bunch about loving brothers and sisters, all this stuff. But a lot of times we can be really, really ugly in the way we argue mm-hmm. as Christians. And that, that does not portray Christ. And so I think just as a general rule in life, not just with these things, but mm-hmm. is to, to be very generous and loving to people. What's that? I, I just quoted it. It's from a guy in Germany. My wife. You get a call. You can pick up like a <laughs> That's probably my son. Hey, we're recording a podcast. Okay. <laughs> I love doing that. Um, that's the best. She's gonna be mad at you. Yeah. But here's what I oh here's wait, oh, wait, 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 oh, wait, okay, I, go, 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 go. No, go. no, I need to look it up. In all things charity, what's that? In in of in in world. necessities okay you go you go i'm looking it up here's all i was going to say is i think sometimes we mistake boldness for just being a jerk yes like we think Amen. oh well i got to be bold i've got to stand up 
And what we equate that to is I've got to get really passionate and yell at you. And that's not boldness. I think boldness is actually being gentle because it's a lot harder and it takes a lot more, takes a lot more to be bold and loving and hear the whole conversation. Yeah. Like that's being bold. Then it is like, then it is just, well, you're stupid. You know what I mean? This was the quote. And I think it's a good thing to end on if you're good. No, let's keep talking. Okay. Just from a guy called, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. He's German. Should we tag him? Rupertus. He's dead. Very dead. still got Instagram maybe. Maybe. Who knows? (laughs) He was alive during Luther, I think. Rupertus Meldinius. I'm butchering that. This quote's often attributed to Augustine or Augustine. I don't, I think they've pretty much decided they being the internet has pretty much decided that it's, it was not Augustine. Who knows? But the quote goes in essentials, unity in non-essentials, Liberty in all things, charity. It's good. Amen. God bless you guys. We hope you have a great day. Just great the week. And, you know, we just are really blessed by your being here today and man we're just just really blown away by the um support by the love by the brotherly affection go therefore and greet one another with a brotherly oh kiss and uh you were the yeah, one that wanted to be you done guys talking. be blessed be blessed this day god bless you god bless your family seek first the kingdom of heaven this is why we don't have any listeners will be added to you <laughs> Amen to God be the glory. Goodbye.